In this week's County Denti podcast, we speak to Jatinda Yubi, who is a practice owner, but also the founder of the County Dentist platform. Um, and in the podcast, we're going to talk about his outlook for 2024. So what does the profession um, have coming up this year? Welcome, Jatinda. Hi, Andre. So my first question to you is a very, is a very simple social media type question. Uh, what is your sentiment for the dental profession in 2024? Are you feeling positive? negative or just indifferent i think trying to be an optimist i think i'm going to say positive um but genuinely i do think that um there is going to be some, some good changes um looking nhs development of more private um more skill mix of teams so i think overall we are in for an interesting year but it should be positive Okay, so uh, you're starting positive, and so my next question is is goes to the other end of the spectrum to that. Um, what are the biggest challenges uh, facing the profession in 2024, in your view? I think, in my opinion, it's an extension of stuff from last year. So recruitment and retention has been a big, big factor. Um, you may have seen all over the press and the news that there's a large shortage of NHS dentists, we're coming up to a general election. So at that point, a lot of the parties tend to make all these promises and uh, things that really don't get delivered. Um, so I think the challenges are still going to continue to be recruitment and retention. Um, uh, and I think they'll, my personal opinion is that there'll be a further shift from the NHS to more non-NHS care. Okay, so, uh, you know, all is all is not perfect. Um, and, and you seem to think an election year makes a big difference to the outcome. Yeah, I think I think there's always lots of false promises. There's always lots of this could now be somewhere where there's going to be some good change. Um, yet I'm not to see that yet. So I, I hope that this year is different, but I assume there'll be lots of false promises. But I think as a profession, we all do tend to pull together uh, and navigate through. Um, and I think post-COVID, there's been more of that. Okay, so if we look at some of the kind of the, the, the structural changes that are happening in the profession and, and kind of potentially will happen uh, moving forward. Um, and as you say, you know, a, an election year might mean that there are some legislative changes as well. Um, are there any legislative changes that you're aware of that you think will affect the profession this year? So far, nothing new besides the um, direct access that had um, come about for the NHS towards the back end of last year. I think this year is going to see more um, skill mix, more use of um, dental care professionals. So a lot of areas where recruitment may be difficult, things like flexible commissioning is becoming a, a bit of a norm. Um, so there's going to be more area-specific funding depending upon what the area needs and the utilisation of the whole team. So I think that's going to be quite interesting to watch and to see how practices navigate that. Um, you mentioned uh, direct access there. Um, you know, that seems like a fundamental structural change to the profession and, it, 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 you know, fragmenting of the, pression, uh, of the profession and the practice in some way. Um, what differences do you think direct access will make to the way that you as a practice owner do business? So, first, I don't think it actually fragments it. I think it kind of helps build and bond the team together um, because your therapists and hygienists are equally highly qualified professionals. A lot of dental nurses now are able to do further sort of training qualifications. So I think if anything, it adds to the the team sort of mix and bonding. Um, and personally for us, we're in an area where recruitment has been difficult traditionally um, and been made even more so difficult with the current climate. 
So being able to sort of access uh, professionals that can still deliver a certain amount of care um, without being sort of um, a full dentist has been very, very helpful. So you, so uh, you know, I mean, your sentiment is positive, as we discussed at the beginning. So you think it's a good thing? Yeah, definitely, I do. Um, I think as long as sort of um, the the scope of practice is 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 respected, um, and as I think they can work very well alongside dentists. So the dentist can therefore look to do uh, more of the complex work, more of the difficult cases, um, and the therapist and hygienist can support with sort of the, the other work. So collectively as a team, you can care for more patients um, and in a more effective way that I think does make more of a difference and a change to them. Okay. Um, so so that, 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 that's a positive outcome. So I've got, I've, I've got another tricky question for you, which is based on, you know, it's often discussed in, 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 in the trade media and things like that. Um, and it'd be interesting to see your perspective. Um, is there a future in NHS dentistry? Does it have a future in your view? Personally, um, I don't think it does in the current shape and form. I think that NHS dentistry will end up being a core service. So urgent care to relieve people out of pain, possibly means tested. Um, so people that really cannot afford uh, non-NHS care can access some level of basic care to allow them to sort of function. Um, but I think fundamentally it's been underfunded for for decades. I think the current changes that they've started from last year have made very minor differences, if that. So without pumping in lots of funding that is properly utilised where it's needed, um, I don't see how it can continue. Um, and I think more of an assurance-based system, more of a uh, subscription model type system where people are sort of paying monthly or along those lines, I think allows patients to get better care, allows clinicians to deliver better care, um, and that then helps with the recruitment and retention as well. Do you think do you think the kind of NHS dentistry will become a campaigning topic in a general election because it has quite a significant impact uh, on, on voters? Absolutely. I mean, um, I did think this was a question time last week, but uh, some of the topics were around where um, the, the guests, a number of them couldn't access NHS dental care. Um, and the panel were kind of very alarmed by this, but aware of it and talking about things that they were going to plan to do. But none of it really translates into how are you going to get more dentists in areas um, and, and fund them accordingly to offer that care. They don't seem to answer that. So I think it's always a campaigning topic and I think it will be again this year. But I just don't see how without sort of pumping in lots of funding in the right ways in the right areas, they can deliver anything better. Okay, so slightly slightly less optimistic um, opinion there. Um, you also mentioned recruitment, um, and recruitment is always an issue. Um, you know, covering a number of roles: dental nurses, dentists, um, and others. Do you think this will ever change? You know, is there an answer to this problem? Yeah, I I, th I think so, and I hope so. Um, I think it's a great profession. I think um, it's a very resilient profession. I, I think that um, it goes back to sort of the funding from the NHS side. I think if the government were to properly fund the, the um, services, um, that would allow recruitment and retention to improve. We also have a number of international dentists that come over to the UK that are very good clinicians, but they've got to do further exams and courses, which are costly and very time consuming. I fully, fully agree that there should be some level of standardization, but I just think the current system isn't really fit. 
Um, so there are lots of clinicians that end up working as nurses and therapists that would make fantastic dentists, but the cost and the, the onerous um, arduous task of these exams really put them off or take a very long time. So I think changes in in way that system works, which I believe is uh, being reviewed at the moment, is going to make a big difference. I think with regards to dental nurses, again, it's it's the skill mix. It's it's showing them the fact that this is a profession, the fact that they're not just there to to you know aspirate and mix uh, materials. There's more they can do. So I think by skill mix, by changing the way we're funded, um, I think recruitment should and can improve. Okay, so uh, you, 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 I mean, it sounds like there's some legislative issues that could be dealt with, um, yeah. you know, from from a GDC perspective, perhaps in terms of uh, qualifications and how you get how you are qualified to 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 practice um, from and, abroad. Yeah, 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 um, and I mean, it, you know, it, it is the is the fact of the matter that there aren't enough people wanting to practice dentistry in this country. That is a factor, but purely because of the way that um, it, it's sort of being funded and the way it's organised here. So um, there are people that I'm aware of because we we um, employ them ourselves that come from abroad, very good clinicians, and want to be in the UK. But then equally, I've got lots of friends that have then decided to to move to Australia um, or, or Dubai or even change professions purely because of the the um, you know the high risk of litigation and the stress and and sort of the the, the business side of stuff. So I think. People, it, it's a bit of a mix. Some people do not want to be here and they, they don't like the profession because of these issues and they've had enough. But I do still think there's enough people that do want to. Um, and, and I think with the change we're discussing, I think it can then become a very good profession again. Okay. I mean, you mentioned earlier that as a profession that you're resilient um, and we can't overlook the fact that, you know, the pre profession has a reputation for being very stressful. Um, you know, causing mental health problems, causing burnout, you know, there's a, a kind of alarming risk of suicide and things like that. Do you think that reputation is fair? And do you think that reputation is starting to change? I think that reputation is fair. Um, I think there's lots of issues for that. Some of them we touched before. Um, litigation is high. You know, the GDC aren't necessarily supportive or as much as they should be. Um, there's lots of red tape and and, and sort of um, if you're in the NHS and clawbacks, etc. There's a lot that goes on. So, so I think that's a fair assessment. Um, is it changing? I don't think it's reducing. I think if anything, it may be on the increase or the fact that we're now more aware um, and the whole point of Canny Dentist is to try and have these conversations um, and open up these conversations because I think it can be quite an isolating profession. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of people go through this stuff without getting support or help. So I think that there's definitely more talk around this topic or subject. Um, so I hope that then does lead to this beginning to change. OK, um, you know, so uh, I mean, the, the, there's work to do to do there. Um, and, and you know, and you talk about the stresses involved in in the profession. You know, on on a more micro level now, let's talk specifically about your practice. Um, you know, bearing in mind everything that we discussed that you are aware of. You know, what have you done to ensure that your staff uh, start the year in the right frame of mind? So it's 
kind of an annual thing where at the beginning of the year, just get everybody together to, to just go over, a bit of a reflective of last year, uh, but just look forward to what we've got coming ahead this year. Um, we tend to have two New Year's for that. One of them is sort of the traditional January the 1st, but because we're an NHS practice predominantly, we um, our contract ends at the end of March. So we have another new year at the beginning of April sort of to look at the year ahead. But a lot of this is just to bring everybody together, um, just be grateful for us all being together still, working together, and just being clear on what the goals and visions for the next 12 months are, um, just so everybody's aligned, they know, you know we're all on the same page and we're working together for the same common goal. So do you feel that your approach um, to, to managing your team um, creates a, a you know, a, a nice, cohesive environment where people are confident and comfortable with each other and happy to talk about any problems or mental health challenges they may have? Uh, do you think you've got to that level of kind of openness amongst your staff? Honestly, no, not yet. I think that's work in progress. Um, and a lot of that is because... Um, it's just been trying and testing different ways and techniques of doing that. Um, and sometimes I think it takes time. So we put things into place to allow people to be open and to create that safe space um, with a balance of, you know, you're at work and there's times and, and how we can approach all of that. Uh, but I think it takes time for people to then have that confidence and faith to open up because some of these issues, some people don't want to open up about. They want to keep that separate from sort of work life. Um, and that's where I think things like sort of, you know, where we've registered the practice on the Canny, Canny Dentist uh, group as a practice. It's a hidden group that just our team can use. Um, that I think I'm hoping is going to be quite useful. And I think so far it's proven to be so because it creates that kind of separate, private, confidential, non-workspace. Okay, I mean, you, you, it sounds like you're, you're you're taking some steps, and you know, and you are aware enough to know that there are some challenges ahead in that respect. Um, if you look, if you look at the kind of the setup of a dental practice, that you know, there's very clearly defined roles. Um, but which role in the dental profession do you think will change the most this year, for whatever reason? So I still think it's going to be the um, dental therapist and and uh, nurses, so dental care professionals. Um, I think that um, there's just going to be a lot more around what they can do, uh, and they're also getting the confidence to do that. We've worked with therapists that, um, although they can do certain procedures and examinations, they don't have the confidence to do so. So I think there'll be a, a larger increase of therapists um, and nurses that can do more and will become more confident in doing so, which will change the team dynamics. Will it change how you as a practice owner manage a team and how you organise people's time? I don't think it'll change how we manage people, but I think it may manage sort of how we structure the way the practice operates to offer that care. Um, but again, it, it's it's great to sort of as a practice owner to have these ideas and suggestions, but you've then got to work with a whole load of other people to make sure that they're on board and that it works for them as well. So I think that's where the challenges will be is structuring it in such a way that it works for everybody. And that's not always simple and straightforward. Hmm. Okay. Um, so we've we've kind of we've we've given a brief summary of what's good what you think is going to happen this year. Um, and you generally have a positive outlook, um, you know, which is a good way to start the year for sure. Um but that's that, the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. On 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 a uh, on on a on a slightly negative tone, let's have a look back to 2023 um let's you know uh, can you share one word of wisdom of something that you did last year that you definitely will not do this year i think 
the acceptance of the things that have to be perfect. I think as dentists, we're generally perfectionists. And I think I've finally accepted that sort of imperfections can be perfect as well. So striving to do well and getting things in the right way with the team and the practice and stuff. But sometimes just like effort can be good enough. It doesn't need to be 100% because that takes a lot of stress, time, hassle, and it's not really that different to achieving or aiming to get close to being perfect. Okay, that's very deeply philosophical reply. Um, and, and then looking, you know, my final question to you is, you know, looking to the future, I mean, um, the nature of your work, you know, for Candy Dentists, but also as a practice owner, you have to be uh, forward thinking, you have to be be innovative in some ways. Um, and you, you probably are prepared to uh, try new things. So is this is there something that you're going to do in your work that this year that you've never done before? Yeah, a couple of things. One of them is the use of more tech. So um, I've come across um, a couple of platforms where um, they, they use AI to help analyze um, x-rays that are taken, um, especially with different team members of different sort of experience levels. I think that would be a game changer and give me the confidence that we're not missing things um, and just give that support in in the clinicians diagnosing off the x-ray. So the use of more tech and AI, I think, is very, very exciting. Um, and personally, um, the concept of time blocking. So this whole concept, I'm sure many listeners have already used or heard of, but it's literally every micro thing going into your calendar. Um, and I think that's how I'm going to try and plan my to-do lists in my calendar from, from the show onwards. David, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Some very insightful uh, learnings there um, and some interesting uh, messages for people to take down and consider for 2024. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew.